the Equipping for Life podcast by Pastor Tony Paolo. Listen as Pastor Tony provides tactical tools to overcome obstacles in your everyday life. The things that God has prepared for those who love Him. These are the things that God has revealed to us by the Spirit. Not when we get to heaven, right now. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. So that we may understand what God has freely given to us. Now, there's... It's not God's will for you to struggle trying to find his way. Oh, I'm not sure if it's God's will. You know, I just, well, if, if it's uh, Lord willing. Don't, don't say that. Hey, are we still meeting for lunch? Well, Lord willing. Are we meeting for lunch? Yes or no? I got you on my calendar. Lord willing. Don't go to lunch with Pastor Tony. I'm going to have to stop you right there. Flat tire, boom. I know some of you are like, yeah, I know I say that a lot. Lord willing. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I just kind of like put a scratch through that. How many? No, never mind. <laughs> See, when I say pass up, we're doing breakfast? Yes. Yes, amen. <laughs> Do you get that too? All right, never mind. This is what we speak. Not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. This is stuff. This is good stuff. The, spirit, the person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the spirit makes judgments about all things. This is good. The person with the spirit makes judgment, makes decisions about all things, processes all things. But such a person who is not subject to merely human judgments, for who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But, there goes that word again with Paul, we have the mind of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Come on now. Hand on your heart, hand on your mind. I have the mind of Christ. You may be seated. Point number one. How do you get the mind of Christ? Point number one. Get get a pen out. Susan, do you have your pen out? Good. Point number one. Write it in your, your phones. How do you have the mind of Christ? Number one, read your Bible. Point number two, see if I can remember this. Read your Bible. (laughs) Point number three, hold on a second. Read your Bible. I was in a meeting with, oh, well, we've got to figure out, you know, a way how to make it more creative to entice people to come in. You know, maybe we're, it's your Bible. Read it. Well, we've got to make the prayer meeting. Maybe we'll have donuts and coffee and prayer. Listen, you either have a desire to pray or you don't have a desire to pray. We're not going to give you donuts to encourage you to have a devotional every morning. This is it. Like, when I read this, I'm like, I want more. And this passage is littered with words like wisdom and knowledge 
and secrets. Like, God has secrets? Well, God protects his secrets. Well, we protect our, our, don't we protect our secrets? Why do we protect our secrets? Because we don't want our secrets to fall into the wrong hands. I'll give you an example. If you have a secret that you are pregnant, don't share it with me. You protect your secret from me. Every other secret I can keep, not that one. So this, this treasure, this word, this scripture is treasured with words like secret and riches and revelation. This gives us permission. I want to clear. You have permission to access this wealth. This is a vault. The mind of Christ is a vault that we have now, that we have access to it now. And this is what it means. I've been saying for the last couple of weeks specifically about the favor of the Lord and people are asking, what is the favor? I want that. Favor is not a switch that you turn on. It's something that you walk in Every single day. His, his mind is God. His style, his mannerisms, his swagger, his attitude kept deep in the vault. And where is the vault? If you have the Holy Spirit, the vault is here right now. Now, let's think about it this way. Imagine if we had this divine potential in every area of your life. Like if you had the mind of Christ in every single area of your life. Because this is what we need to be consumed by. We're, we're designed to be consumed by something. If you're not being consumed with the mind of God, you're consumed with something else. You were designed to hold a fire. All of us. So if you're not holding the fire of the Holy Spirit, if you're not being consumed with his mind, you're consumed with something else. There are those that are always trying to find the details. Notice that in this passage, it doesn't say anything about answers to your questions. Yeah. <laughs> that was an extended laugh. <laughs> I'd be like, he's either laughing or crying. Or, but it's like there's nothing in here about you'll know what the next step is. Your decisions will be seamless. You'll know for, uh, the plan of God. For, for your life and you're trying to find the details you're trying to find the answers and all of that sounds noble but it's not kingdom so this passage highlights things like secret wisdom deep things the hidden things of God that have been revealed to us by the Holy Spirit and where does the Holy Spirit live these deep things I, I remember when Jesus said to his disciples I got I got bread that you don't know anything about I have food that you know not that you're not aware of. Now, if I was in that crew, I would have been like, Jesus, you're holding back on us? What? What is it? I want to know. And I would like to assume that every single person here is surrendered to Jesus Christ. I like to presume that. I like to presume that honestly to be true. All right. And I would like to also think that the hardest thing to do is to pastor someone who's not saved. But the truth is. The hardest thing to do is to pastor someone who's saved but doesn't have the mind of Christ. I see your hand. It's like, because what happens is if you're saved and don't have the mind of Christ, you're trying to extract answers from me for your, for your problem. And the only thing that's resolving your problem is not the answers, is revelation. And when you have the mind of God, you're okay with unanswered questions. When you have the mind of God, you're okay that you don't have the answers because you have the revelation. Answers are irrelevant when you have the revelation. And after today, 
There's not going to be any more confusion, no more doubt, no more, I'm not sure if it's God's will. Because the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit needs a church that is equipped with the mind of God. God the Holy Spirit needs a church that is transformed and activated to fulfill the plans here on earth. This is what we need. And I, and I want to give you, and I want to I release this mantle on you, this authority. Everybody's asking for permission. If you have authority, you don't need permission. May it be so, even for your hardest, most, the biggest decisions that you have in your life, that there would not this be this struggle of trying to find clarity in this struggle. We need to stop. The first rule is we need to stop living for ourselves and live for Christ. Let's look at verse 7. Okay, come on, scholars. You go. You ready? Pass the mic. Okay. You ready, scholars? Gosh. Verse 7. We declare God's secret wisdom. A plan, a mysterious plan that has been hidden. Now, mystery is something concealed that was revealed. Okay? Once a mystery is revealed, you're let in on the secret. An example of a mystery, right? Colossians chapter 2. An example. Paul gives an example of a mystery. Christ was a mystery concealed until he was revealed. Are you getting this? Not everybody knew. And even when he was revealed, people still refused to acknowledge because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. So here in verse 7, Paul begins to say this mysterious plan was hidden and now destined for your benefit before time began. So this secret, now you should feel kind of special that you're led in into what heaven is doing. This is what this is about. And the word wisdom in this passage, in the original Greek, is, it means insight into how God does things on the earth. You know the story. I've told you the story before for years. I would pray for clarity. You ever pray for, Lord, give me clarity? Lord, give me clarity. One day he says, for what? I was like, because when God asks you a question, they're always rhetorical. You know that? You notice that? because <laughs> he's not looking for your answer here. I was like, really? For what? Why do you want clarity? Oh, so that I could know the next five years. Never mind. So how do I pray? All right. Yeah. I pray for trust. Because when I have trust, I have clarity. If I had clarity, it wouldn't give me the opportunity to trust. In fact, if I had clarity, I wouldn't trust. I would run that way. Because if God 10 years ago gave you clarity for the 10 years, you would say, ah, yeah, no, time out. I'm going on a cruise. (laughs) And so so now, at this point in time, anytime we hit a major decision or anytime we hit a roadblock or something where we're like, okay, there's a road, we can't go any further. You know what we do? Now, I I don't panic. No, that's not true. I do, I still panic. (laughs) But I take a step back and say, God, the plan doesn't seem to unfold. Take a step back. Time out. I want to know your mind. Because all of a sudden, clarity is irrelevant when you're walking in trust. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You're praying for, Lord, give me this ability to see. But what we need is, Lord, give me the ability to trust here. Wisdom is Insight. I want insight. God, give me insight into what you're doing here on this earth. 
Give me your philosophy. Give me your leanings. Give me your intelligence. Give me your intentions. We declare God, which means we speak about it like we know what we're talking about. So God's secret wisdom and mysterious plans that have been hidden from others for years has been revealed to you. Right now. Oh, when we get to heaven? No. Now. Now. It's been revealed to us now. We stop pursuing all the plan, 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 details, answers. I need to know an answer. Find the mind. When you get the mind, you get his philosophy, leanings, intelligence, intentions of how he works on the earth. If you are attempting to find answers to his plan to stop being anxious, that's not good enough. If you desire to know his mind, you have access to his heart. How do you get to know someone? Spending time with them. Fellowship. Hanging out, preferably over food. Do you know Jesus was accused of being a glutton? Which means what? He was eating a lot. I know y'all judge me. He's always eating. I got to follow Jesus. Be like Jesus. I stopped posting pictures, but Tommy still does. But <laughs> that lobster roll, right? This is it now. Jesus, God has always communicated his wisdom through code. Through a secret. Didn't Jesus use parables? Heaven's language about what's happening on the earth. And Jesus granted understanding. And then in Matthew chapter 13, verse 11, the disciples asked him, Jesus, why do you use parables? And Jesus replied, because they haven't received the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but you have. I love this in the Message Bible. He says, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. Insight, again. Weeks before, I talked about, they say hindsight is always twenty twenty. We always rely on hindsight to give us insight for foresight. We don't need hindsight when we have insight. When we have insight, we don't have to rely on hindsight to give us foresight. I'm not, can't re- I, it's not going to come out the same, but I'll try. <laughs> You've been given insight. Insight is now. Insight is, tw- I declare insight is 2020. Right now, I got. Tw- I don't have to go back and look back. You know why hindsight's twenty twenty? Because we got to look at all our mistakes so we don't repeat them. Why do we have to? Oh, I want to make sure that I don't do road rage again. So let me go back. Okay, I won't do road rage again. How about not having road rage because you have inside of the Holy Spirit now? You know, He says, "I love this." You know how it works. Not everybody has this gift. What's the gift? The Holy Spirit. Where? Living where? We think it's out there. Holy Spirit, please speak to me. And the Holy Spirit's inside of a bedroom going like this. I'm inside of you. Well, we've given him a basement apartment instead of the main bedroom. He don't even have a window. At least give him a separate entrance. Holy... (laughs) With a jacuzzi, right? Come on, if you're gonna something, make it at least clean up. But you, you have this gift, this insight. It hasn't been given to them. Whenever someone has a ready heart for this, the I love this. The insights and understandings flow freely. This is what the Message Bible. When you have 
the insight, when you have this gift, the message Bible says, from this, the insights and understanding flow freely. So then all of a sudden, it's like you walk in this authority saying, wow, I don't know what I'm doing, but I got the Holy Spirit. See, to, and it gives you this confidence now when you operate in the authority of the Holy Spirit. Now, to some people who don't have that confidence, they'll mistake you for having ego. Now, when you have that confidence, you want to be around other people who have that same confidence. You actually, you want to be around other people who have an increased level of confidence so that you can grow. You're not embarrassed or ashamed or easily threatened by other people around you. You have this insight. Paul says these insights and understanding flow freely. Today, people missed it back then. Today, if your heart is hardened, you will miss it today. You don't have to miss it. You just got to be hungry. This is when we go to the verse, the chapter before, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 5, he says, your faith needs to rest. Your faith needs to stand firmly on God's power, not on the plan of men. If you developed your own life on anything else but the plan and the wisdom of God, your tower will fall. When you build a house... You build the house on a foundation. You build your house on something. And, and if you ever build a deck in the back of your house and you're digging down and you hit rock, guess what? You say, that'll work. You just bolted right into that rock in North Providence. I got a, we have a rock that extends from our house to two blocks down. One rock. We're like... You can build anything on this rock. It is not going anywhere. If your house is not built on the foundation of Jesus Christ, eventually it will fall. And then you're consumed with finding answers. You're consumed with knowing the details. And your sleeplessness will attest to that. When your foundation is built on Christ, revelation supersedes information. I just need to know. Well, maybe you won't know. Well, one day I'll know. I'm going to get to heaven and he's going to know. When you, you know what? The last thing, when you get, last thing is, when I get to heaven, I'm going to find out when my brother passed away. No, when you get to heaven, you're going to be like, fall in the presence of Jesus. And that's not going to even be in your mind. Not going to be in your mind. In verse 9, favorite scripture. Did I tell you my favorite scripture? But as it is written. Why did... As, as it is written where? Do you ever stop to think about written where? So I was like, so I looked at this little letter, C. Okay. Isaiah 64, 4, Old Testament. This verse is written exactly the same in Isaiah chapter 64, verse 4. Eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. As it is written, where? Old Testament. See, the, old te- the way this was written in the Old Testament is like, God is far away. You'll never access him. He loves you, but he's in another atmosphere. He loves you, but man, he never picks up the phone. He loves you, but he's blocked. I, I think he's blocked my number. He loves you. I texted him. It says it, it's red on there. I texted him. Far, 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 far away. 
So Paul now uses this frustrating passage in the Old Testament, because that's how the Old Testament was. We'll never be able to see God. We'll never be able to know God. We see God through the lens of frustration. God has his own way of doing things. Maybe you can catch a glimpse if you take an educated guess. The agony mounts. It's terrible and terrifying. You'll never see it. You'll never hear it. And your mind will never perceive it. Thank God we don't live in the Old Testament because in verse 10 he says, But! It's a different story for us. But! Verse 10. God has revealed it to us by his spirit. Verse 10. We got that up. Look at that big word. But! You have your Bible still open? God has revealed it to us by his spirit. So we have the Old Testament that's filled with frustration. Paul says, you know, how was written the Old Testament? It was just, uh, 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 there was no personal relationship. Verse 10, God has, now the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. And I love what it says in the Message Bible. But you have seen it and heard it. Because God, by his spirit, has brought it all out into the open before you. Where does the Holy Spirit live again? When Jesus released the Holy Spirit, he says, listen, I'm leaving the mission to you guys. You ever think about it? It's like Jesus is leaving his whole mission to the 12 disciples. He goes, yeah, I know. I'm leaving it to you, Jesus. Oh, man. Uh, Okay, um, please do me a favor, just do one thing. Wait for the promise of the Father. <laughs> Don't do anything until you get the Holy Spirit. He said the Holy Spirit is going to remind you of everything that I taught you. The Holy Spirit is a reminder. The Holy Spirit is a pointer. And the Holy Spirit here says the Spirit searches out, which means investigates. So the Spirit investigates, and the Holy Spirit has this habit has this tendency of sharing with those who desire to be led by the Spirit the secrets of heaven. Again, chapter 2, verse 5. Your faith cannot rest on the plan of men. It cannot. God is a mystery that shares secrets through the Holy Spirit. And where does the Holy Spirit live? Inside of us. A mystery is something that is concealed that God chooses to reveal. So let's now think about and process the decision process that you're in right now. Major stuff, big, big stuff. And you're like, fortunately, you don't have to decide in the next 10 minutes. See, the urgency of the heaviness of these decisions constantly hit us like we have to make it in five minutes. But fortunately, we don't have to make it in the next five minutes. And if you did, you would be packed full with the treasure of heaven that whatever decision you made would be the right one. I'm not sure if, you know, I'm not sure God wants, I'm pastor, I want to sign up for the preaching school, but I'm not sure if it's God. So you're thinking it's the devil? I mean, that's, listen, you think I'm making this stuff up? Pastor, there's two jobs. One job makes 80,000. This job makes 35,000. I'm not sure which one to take. Um, I would say go for the $80,000 one. I don't know, but you didn't pray about it. I, I don't have to. God didn't say, I want you to be, 
I want you to struggle. You have this opportunity. Whatever your hand finds to do. So it's not, when you're at this level, it's not door number one good, door number one evil. Somebody posted, I feel like I'm in this hallway. I'm just going to wait for a door to open. Come on, that's... I, I get it. I, I get the illustrations. I get the memes you share. But they're senseless and useless. If you have all of heaven, if that same spirit that gave Jesus CPR lives inside of you, what are, we, what are you doing? Are you excited about this? Because I get excited. When, all, when God the Holy Spirit lives inside of me, I get a little excited. Oh, you have a lot of energy. It's the Holy Spirit. You should see me when I get home. I'm like this. Poof. You want something to eat, hon? I eat like Tuesday. <laughs> Ooh, how long did I sleep? Two days? You think I'm kidding. But it's worth it. And you know what? I always try to like, okay, I got to preach another sermon. Let me conserve my energy. Sure. Listen, this is something here that I, I'm like, we, we live it out. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. We're not battling against the devil. The biggest spirit is not the spirit of the world or the spirit of the enemy. The biggest spirit is the spirit of the flesh. Is me. My biggest enemy is my inner me. I'm glad you're excited. You're excited, Jesse? Awesome. Calm down. <laughs> chapter, chapter 2, verse 12. Come on, let's keep, let's keep reading this here. We have not received the spirit of the world, which... I can, you can probably attest to it that the spirit of the world is a little off right now. Can, can you agree to that right now? There's a lot of, there's a lot of things going that I'm shocked that some Christians in the name of compassion, oh, we got to just, you know, wave their flag to show that we love them. Yeah, no, 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 no. As Melissa would say, no, 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 no. She says no in tongues. No, 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 no. No, you don't. You don't. Bible don't say anything about me aligning myself and being their friend. The Bible says I got to shine the light and the love of Jesus Christ. And I tell you what, next year's election year, I, you know what? I, was, I, I got beat up by Christians in 2020. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't scared of the unsaved. I was scared of the saved. All in the name of politics. But I'm smarter now. 2024, you can't do what you did to me in 2020. Yeah. Anyway. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. The spirit of the world. Oh, it's nonsense, man. Yeah, amen, right? But this, we haven't received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Man, Paul, how many times did he say the same thing? Five, six, seven times. That we may understand... What God has freely given to us. There's an arsenal. God says you don't have it in you, so I'm going to put me in you so that you have what I have. Which is what? My spirit. He says I'm going to put my spirit in you so that you could get what I got. And we're like, well, I'm not sure, God. You know, I'm just like, let's stop the struggle. And let's defiantly oppose dark minds and doubts and and to break this mysterious code all you have to do is have a proper foundation what's point number one what's point number two what's point number three excellent i'm glad you guys got all three points here and if you don't have that proper foundation 
You'll always question yourself. You'll always be questioning God. And the doubt is your foundation to your thinking process. Always doubting. Someone here is filled with questions. You're just doubting yourself. See, the enemy doesn't want to make you backslide. He just wants you to doubt. You're going to make it to heaven? I don't care. I just want you to doubt. Because whether you get there or there, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. See, as soon, he knows his ending, so his work is now. And if he can cause you to doubt the goodness of God, complain. Because complain will give you amnesia. Just don't doubt and don't complain. Don't doubt yourself. Point number one. Point number two. Point number three. God hides its secrets. I love this. God hides his secrets in Christ with the Holy Spirit being the one who grants us entrance to that wisdom. This is the last, I believe this is the last verse, verse 14. But people who are in spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It doesn't say, this spiritual doesn't even mean saved. It just means people who are not connected with the mind of Christ. Because there's a lot of people, this is not spiritual. There's a lot of people spiritual in downtown Providence. You go to Brown University, there's a lot of spiritual people. There's a lot of spirits out there. I'm talking about capital S. Spirit. The people who are not spiritual don't get it. They'll not read. And you could set up 25,000 counseling sessions with me and everybody else on staff and still not get it. Don't try to extract from me something that you can get only from the Holy Spirit. Can't get it. And people are frustrated with me. I'm like, it's all the Holy Spirit here. It still sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. So non, if you're not spiritual, that just means that your mind is governed by your own natural wisdom. Humanity has their own anointing. Holy Spirit has an anointing. Humanity has his own anointing. And if you operate in that anointing, you don't get to criticize God. You don't get to go back and complain about what God did or didn't do. God's not, God is so sovereign and so powerful, he doesn't feel threatened that you think he lost his power. Oh man, so-and-so is really angry at me. Send the miracle. Quick. He's not phased by that. So what, some of you are angry at God. Can we just like, not in the next second, just say, I'm not going to be angry. Because it's not getting you anywhere. You're applying the same dysfunctional emotions towards God that you do towards humanity. He makes it, these secrets, he makes available through the power of the Holy Spirit. And you have access to it now. There's a vault of treasure. And once I discovered it, I felt like I, I got rich. Honestly. Sometimes I'm like, man, sometimes I'm a little much. I'm like, no. Like, this is it. Verse 16. Paul, Paul says, listen, if, I am out, if I'm in my right mind, it's because of you. And if I'm out of my mind, it's because of him. He says, but we understand these things because we have the mind of Christ. What an awesome statement. We have in us. I just, I gave Corey my keys. Corey, give me my keys. I gave him my pocket. I'm like, what am I doing with these? Inside this key fob, whatever they call it, is a, card, a SIM card that allows me to start my car from here. 
Everybody say, ooh, fancy. <laughs> fancy, fancy. Pastor Tony's bragging. In here, I could start, right? You know, seven, you guys have a car like that, right? Start, and you can start from here. There's something in here that has access to there. SIM card. Holy Spirit is having SIM card that was put in you. Boom. Some of you have three megabytes. Remember when you first started computers, we were like, look at this, man. I got this chip. It's got 60 megabytes. I paid a lot of money for this. And then we have, what is it, terabytes? What's average terabytes? And Paul says that each of us has been given a measure. Use that measure of faith. Maybe you can't start your car from here. Maybe you got to get a little closer. But God is interested any time to upgrade you. God is, God wants to update you. You got to change the battery. And sometimes if it's not working, you got to take the key out. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I, I don't know, sums up. I'm having a rough week. Point number one. Point number two. Point number three. You writing this down? This is what he says. But we have. So Jesus has his secrets. The Holy Spirit investigates these secrets. He searches all things. That word searches in, the, in, the, in Greek is investigate. He investigates these deep things. Takes these in, in what he has investigated and then does what with them? He's a rewarder of those who lazily, diligently seek him. This word, point number one, read your Bible. Point number two, read your Bible. Point number three, read your Bible. This word, I love how he says it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. This is the last scripture. Clearly, you are a letter. He says, there is the written epistle, but this is, you are the living epistle from Christ, showing the result of ministry among you. This letter, everybody say this letter, is written not in pen or ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Woo! Can I speak in tongues for a minute? Shadabababoshita. Hallelujah! This letter is not carved on tablets of stone, but this letter is written. This is the Bible. Not, not, it's not a quote. But this letter is written in human hearts. God put his word in print, but now he put his word living, active, giving us the access to the secret of heaven sim card lord i want wi-fi i want bluetooth access god i want i want upgrade what's the maximum upgrade me how much oh that's expensive and god upgrade me so i could be naturally magnetic to the sources of the secrets of heaven never no more doubts no more praying for clarity no more saying, I'm not sure if it's God's will to do lunch with Pastor Tony on Saturday. Lord willing, come on, shake all that off. Major decisions, heavy decisions, million dollar decisions are going to be made. Yes, yeah, sure, this is God's will. How do you know? Because when you're in the promised land, everything you do is to glorify God. 17 years we've been here for 17 years Deb when we first got to this where's Mary Earl when we first got to this church you were on Mary Earl and Ed Freeman were on the search committee and they're still here 
things. I guess they still like me. But anyway, we got elected and someone asked us, how did you know that you, need, you and your wife needed to come here? Like, did, you, did, like did, you have, did God give you a scripture to come here? I was like, I don't know if there's a scripture that says go pastor that church. But how did you know? And I says, you know what? That's a really good question. Because, I mean, we talked to the Lord. We prayed about it. But we didn't say, Lord, yes box, check this side. Or no box, check this side. Tell us which way to go. Please, God, tell, I need to know. Pastor Manzo is asking me. Pastor Man, and I told him I needed another weekend. He's getting nervous. I need to know. I, we didn't do any of that. We came, we preached a couple of times. We were always praying. We did not pray. We prayed things like, Lord, lead us. You're with us. God, you're good. And then we go to get a cheeseburger. Lord, you're with us. And we go watch a movie. And we said, Lord, we said, hon, this, is, this feels good. Yeah, it does feel good. I'm just going to say yes. Okay. It didn't make us panic. We didn't get nervous. God, the Holy Spirit, lives inside of me. God, the Holy Spirit, who rose Jesus from the dead, just so happens to be here investigating the secrets of heaven. You got the written word, turning it into the living word, and now the written word is etched in our hearts. Why are you panicking? Turn to your neighbor and say, why are you panicking? Yeah. No more panic. From now on, this is the panic-free zone. Hit a roadblock? Yeah. You, hit a ro you ever hit a moment? You're like, what is going on? All the time. But you know what you, what you do? I need clarity. No, you say, God, I trust you. I'm going to go sleep for eight hours. I ain't waking. I'm not going to stay up from 2.30 to 5 o'clock not being able to sleep. Because I trust you. I trust in you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not. Your tower will fall. It will. It will. Lord, our heart belongs to you. Our heart belongs to you, Jesus. Our heart belongs to you.